drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It's your host Derek Oakry right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast talking Detroit Lions football as we always do. So drink it in everybody. Drink it in uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! And uh, had a last second change. You guys probably saw me. You can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K. O-K-R-I-E. I threw out, was excited. We're going to have Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated All Lions. You guys know Logan comes on regularly about once a month or so when he has time. We talk ball. I try to get him to laugh. He usually gives me takes where he talks about one side of the coin, then the other usually ends up in the middle. I give him a hard time about that. <laughs> but uh, something came up for Logan um, where he just had to make a last-minute switch. He couldn't make it. So um, kind of threw out what I was going to do, and we're just going to roll and do a free agent episode here uh, with me going solo, talking Lions, talking uh, – the reason I want to get into free agency, like I know the combines are around the corner. I was just talking to Chops about this recently saying, man – you know, I gotta get uh, gotta get my combine stuff ready to go because that's next week. And uh, usually, what happens with the combine is it sneaks up on me. I get really excited about it. I'm all gonna watch it. I'm gonna take notes. I'm gonna um, track all these numbers, and then I become a casual watcher throughout. And then I try to pick up little nuggets here or there from the Daniel Jeremiah's or different commentaries that are on there. Um, so that'll probably be what happens again, but that's the first thing. But free agency is like two, three weeks away at this point, starting in that first week or two of March, right around March 7th through, you know, that March 15th is going to be that first kind of wave where you're hearing a ton of information. So I was like, let, let me just go solo on the show. I know I've talked about it before. I know my other shows I'm talking about off season. I I have a tendency to mention the NFL draft from time to time, but not today. Today, I want to talk Lions free agency here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So if you guys are new, you probably haven't heard me say this, but if you've been listening for a long time, you might know that at times to start the show, I say, we don't have time to mess around. You don't want to hear about how my day was, what's going on at work, how the weather is. You don't want to hear about my family. I get it. <laughs> you tuned in to hear Lions Ball, my takes, my opinions, and uh, I will not mess around. We'll get right into this. So to start out the show, let, let's just talk about free agent assets and the general approach for the Detroit Lions. So just looking at kind of where they're at right now. 
I mean, the NFL is a different animal than the NBA or these other leagues when it comes to free agency. The Chicago Bears, Joey Christopoulos' Chicago Bears, have $94 million in cap space. The next closest team, 55. The Detroit Lions, 13. Now, you would say, wow, that's a huge difference between 1 and 2, and that's a real big difference between 2 and the Lions. Well, the Lions are actually the, I believe it's the 10th or 11th highest team in cap space at the moment. And the crazy thing about the NFL is the Lions with a few cuts, a few restructures of contracts, um, some some maneuvering by Brad, always open for business homes, um, can make that number go from like 13 to like 40 or 50 million pretty easily. So... No, the NFL cap is is a number. It can be manipulated very easy. It sometimes is defined as funny money. I mean, of course, you have to abide by it, but you can always make room. You can always cut. You can always rearrange money. Um, it's kind of crazy how they how they allow this. So the Lions are not in a bad spot, you know, in that top 10 when it comes to money. I would expect them to make a couple of those moves. I don't have all the details in front of me. This isn't the dollars make sense episode, but you guys know what it is. If they let go of Hal Vitae, that's a good chunk. Um, you know, they they have other players that they have for a while where you can move money to the back half to open it up now. You know, Taylor Decker, guys like that. But uh, that's, that's not a bad situation. So, you know, I would expect them to not get up to the 40s, 50s, but they'd probably be around 30, um, you know, 22 to 30 is where I'd put them when free agency really gets rolling with a couple shrewd strategic moves by the Detroit Lions. And when you talk about approach, I, I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I think you're going to. You know, maybe be surprised by a couple things they do to open up money. But I think this regime has shown you and given you confidence that the whatever moves they make, they will reappropriate those funds for players that could play football, for good locker room guys, for gritty football players. And, and that's really what we want, right? So I think that um, it's going to be really intriguing to see who they get rid of, who they keep, why. Um, it, it's it's really something that interests me as well as really shows a lot of what positions do they value? What, what do they think they can get by without? What do they want to spend in free agency and where versus where may they be eyeing for the NFL draft? So we're not going to talk draft. I don't want to get there because I'll be go off on a tangent. Um, we're talking about free agency today. So, I just think their approach this season, they've been next to nothing the last couple of years, right? Getting the books right, getting rid of aging players, um, you know, kind of setting that foundation. And here you are in the biggest offseason in the history of the Detroit Lions. Two first-round picks, cap space to spend. Young ball players on both sides of the football, uh, top ten offense that could get even better, and a um, improving defense. I, I I do think this is the year where you will see Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell get um, aggressive, whether that be trades, whether that be signings, whether that be setting themselves up 
to come into the season with a ready-to-go roster, trying to win this division, trying to get the city a home playoff game, and just building off of that optimism, which we've had here before. We've been into seasons feeling good. We look at the roster. Oh, hey, we've got optimistic views on the potential of what we see are these football players, but I think this regime is really looking to capitalize. Not not just this year either. I think you'll see signings that will be bolster them this year, maybe give them that uh, leg up on the competition in the division, but realizing that they still need to be good for years to come. That's obviously the main goal. So I, I think aggression, strategic approach, maybe a couple shrewd moves, and um, no, uh, just... I'm still not a subscriber to free agency as the way to do it. You know, you hear these local radio guys. I, I I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of this guy before. You know why? Because I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker. Exactly. We we don't want you to be one. But you hear him on the radio each afternoon, and he went on a big tangent about how, uh, you know, the Detroit Lions uh, – need to focus on free agency instead of the draft. The same guy and the same people who have always said you build your team through the draft. They're now pointing to the Jacksonville Jaguars as a team that spent huge last year, got in the playoffs, won a miraculous game. Is Now that's the way to put your team together to get you over the hump. So I, I, I just can't understand it. I mean, anybody that knows ball knows that you the lifeblood of your team is the draft. You can make a couple of nice moves in free agency, but any team that goes out and spends like a crazy person in free agency might get a quick bump, but then will get swiftly knocked on their earth um, in the future when those moves uh, don't pan out and that spending is, is proven to be, you know, not, not, uh, not, not where you want it to be, not a, a bright move. Um, you know, a lot of these, and even fans out there, I know the loyal Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, you know, they're all, we all want to see a winner. I think everybody is loyal, supporting this team that listen to this pod. I know that you guys want to just, I'm tired of waiting. Get me this, get me that. But you do have to be smart. We cannot go spend crazy on aging veterans. You cannot try to win free agency and then think the draft is less important. That's not how it works. So, you know, it'll be very fun to watch the approach. I trust this regime. I'm excited about it. I think they will come through, and I think that we'll be definitely more excited than we've been the last handful of years because we all know what happened in the regime before Dan freaking Campbell and Brad Holmes came aboard, and that was not good either. And the year before, and the regime before that, not very good either. And the one before, not so. Like I think it was just a slow play these first couple of years, and now years three four moving forward are going to be when they really do some big work in the free agent. Brad Holmes already proved himself in the draft. He will continue to do so. I have no doubt about it. And uh, we already know we have talent. We already know we can win ball games. We proved that on the back half of the year. So let's keep this thing rolling. You guys have heard me talk about this before positions of need in no particular order. When it comes to free agency, I have cornerback, linebacker, backup quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, another linebacker, an interior defensive lineman, and potentially a right guard. And and let me explain some of those a little bit further. I do think you can get a young vet, a 
upside play when it comes to a cornerback in free agency. I'll get into some names on the back part of the show. We'll work our way through my positions and names I've highlighted and uh, give you some things to think about there. Linebacker, I have on there twice because I don't think the Lions value it as a top-tier position, but I do think either in free agency or the NFL draft, which we're not talking about today. We're not going to get into it. But you can go to my Twitter at Derek Oakry and see the mock drafts that I've been putting out multiple times a week because it is that season. I'm going to be rolling those out like crazy. Don't you worry. Um, I do think a linebacker, they could double dip, you know, um, whether they move on from Anzalone, whether they keep him. I think that you could infuse some athleticism, some speed, some playmaking ability at that position if you'd like to do so. I'm also not against rolling with what they've currently been doing, where they limit the resources, get some young hungry dogs, let them hunt and see what happens. Uh, That seems to be working out decently for them at that position. Uh, Backup quarterback, I've heard a few of you guys online talk about, man, we need a good backup. When's the last time I had a good backup? You know, I had a good back and forth with uh with someone on twitter about the saying how much they miss sean hill and i had to go on a mini rant about how sean hill got so much love sean hill oh he's the best backup in the nfl we're so lucky to have him the guy probably won two or three ball games when he was in there for the lions when matt stafford was hurt every every year back in that time so you know, I, I don't want to hear he's a great guy. I love him as my neighbor, but <laughs> he just got a lot of love for keeping us in ball games and always finding a way to lose at the end. And he didn't have a great supporting cast. So I'm not killing the guy, but uh, let's stop putting him in the uh, quarterback backup hall of fame when that just wasn't the case when you look at it. But the Lions, they, they, it would be nice to have a good backup because if you are ready to win now and you are putting your chips in the on the caboose of the hashtag golf train. I mean, if you guys are new, if you're not new, it's always fun to uh, play this drop by at Chops in the D when he was yelling at me about his boy, Jared Goff. I don't want your Bula Bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the golf train. You're off, bro. You're off. So if you're gonna if you're gonna put all your coal in that caboose on that train, you need a backup. That's able to come in if injury or if anything was to happen that can actually win you ball games now i'll give you some names later of some guys that are perfect nfl vet backups with a little upside we all know which we're not talking about today but we'll be talking about soon that you could draft a very intriguing backup option anthony richardson um or others and uh I do think it is an important position. You know, I've heard some people on different pods, radio, you know, they'll throw out there. It's like the eighth most important position on the team. I don't know if I agree with that, but I do think you're playing with fire if you have a great guy and a guy that couldn't, you know, serve coffee at the XFL um, lunch buffet. You know what I mean? Like you, you do need a guy that can do more than hold a clipboard and come in and make plays. You know, I have wide receiver on my list of free agents because if you let DJ Chark walk, I'd like to see another sneaky, athletic, speed, playmaking football player fill that spot unless you want to get aggressive in the, which we're not talking about today, the NFL draft. You know, so that's still on my shopping list. Tight end. The Lions did prove that they didn't need T.J. Hawks.
you know, they did just fine without him. But, you know, you could still look for an upgrade there. You could still get a intriguing player in free agency at the tight end position if you wanted to do so. I don't know that Brock Wright and Shane Zilstra are the end-all, be-all answer. They worked out well there for eight games, and they can still be on the team and still do nice things, but I don't know that I'm hitching my wagon to those two guys as we're set at that position. Um, you know, again, I do think they just need to bolster linebacker from the lowest guy on the totem pole to a possible stud starter. No, I don't want Levante David unless Brad Holmes loves him. No, I don't want some of these high-priced ultra top tier linebackers but there are some intriguing names which i'll give you here in a bit interior defensive line you know everybody's talking about which we're not talking about today drafting an interior game wrecker like jalen carter um but there are other intriguing options that you can get at a discount in free agency or you could pay Anywhere from seven to ten plus million dollars for a guy that can help your football team there. Don't count out my boy, Big Denim Levi Owens Arike of maybe coming back and surprising some people in the interior there. And then everyone's freaking out about our right guard position. Oh man, if you get rid of Hell Vitae, you gotta spend a top ten, top eighteen type pick to fill that spot. Oh, we gotta have another guard. You gotta build off our strength, which is our offensive line. We can't have one hole, one like lower level piece. You gotta have all first rounders. You gotta spend big to I mean, come on, man. Like it's the right guard position. I'm pretty sure we have lots of creative ways to figure this out. I'm not Totally against putting a big resource and just doubling down on your offensive line, which protects your quarterback, which helps your run game, which lets you throw the ball down the field when they, you know, I'm all about all that. But how do we spend these resources is important. That's the reason I don't have running back on my list. I see all you guys, which we're not talking about today. You're talking about drafting B. John Robinson. Why? Because he's a heck of a great football player. But he plays running back. You, you're talking about taking him in the upper 20s of the draft. Um, there's other ways to use your resources. And running back, we have a guy named Shifty Swifty. We have a guy named Swag that's probably coming back. It's not a spot. You need to spend resources. I even saw people talking about sign Tony Pollard. I love Tony Pollard as a football player. I was one of the first guys on his train, on his uh, you know hype train. A couple years ago, and I have him in many dynasty fantasy leagues. But Tony Pollard's not playing for the Detroit Lions. That makes no sense. That's a horrible use of our resources. So, you know, those are the ones I have pegged. And, and like anybody that you pluck off that list, it doesn't necessarily mean, which we're not talking about today, that you can't draft that player. But when you have a, a shopping list and then you pay in free agency for that player or position on that shopping list... That opens up your horizons in the draft, which we're not talking about today, to select who you want to select. Or, hey, now we don't have to worry about that position as much because we filled it in a free agency. So um, it, it's going to be a really exciting time. I mean, it's going to be here before you know it. I mean, people are just sleeping. Oh, the NFL's over. I got seven months until football again. No, <laughs> you got about a week until the combine. Then you got another week until free agency ramps up. And before free agency is over, it'll be like a week or two before the draft, which we're not talking about today. And then... 
before that's over, you you, you you pick your head up again, and it's OTAs. And then be, before OTAs are done, and you're reading all of Jeff Risden's articles over at USA Today, Lions Wire, you're checking out everything that's going on in the old Twitter machine. Boom, training camp. After training camp, boom, preseason. And then football's here. So get excited about it, everybody. Drink it in, as we say here on the pod. Drink it in, man. And I'm going to get out of here, get our com- great commercial break, our sponsors that really help out the show, get them in here. When we come back, I'm going to do names. I'm going to do positions um, names. I'm going to give you guys to consider, lists to think about. A um, couple quick things on the Kool-Aid hotline. And then end the show, more talk about Brad Holmes, more talk about what we're going to do, and why this is going to be huge for our Detroit Lions. Everybody, I'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, I'm back from the break. Can't thank you enough for listening to our sponsors. Can't thank you enough for subscribing, following the show, downloading the show, sharing the show, hitting me up on Twitter and ripping up my, which we're not talking about today, my Oakry Lions NFL mock drafts. I've even thrown out a few things about free agency. Obviously, that's going to ramp up. News is going to ramp up. That's what this show's about today, not about the draft. But we will have plenty of draft shows because I know you guys love the NFL draft. You love mock drafts. So do I. Um, but seriously, can't thank you enough for drinking it in, sharing the show, enjoying that Lions cornbread, and um, 
fucking hype about this team. This is a very exciting time. It's their future is absolutely bright and it's only going to get brighter as we get through this off season. So as I said off the top, we don't have time to mess around. Let me pull up the Oakry, the 2023, which we're not talking about today, NFL draft, DTO scouting. That's me. And I put chops on the sheet. He doesn't do a ton of work. He doesn't really help. I'm kind of busting his chops, pun intended, because he's starting to do a little bit more, which is very helpful. Um, but it's usually me getting this thing together. But I'm pulling up that Google sheet, which I've told you guys about before. I'm going to the 2023 free agent Oakry, what I call the dry erase board, which is by position free agents and I literally because as I always say none of us have a ton of time I literally when this first got going I went through these lists I looked at the names I quickly highlighted I quickly shaded some names that interest me now am I saying the Lions are going to have interest in all these players no am I saying that you know all these positions and people I name off are should be strongly considered or targets no these are just names of players that i have interest in that i think could be fits that might be exciting if the lions brought them here at the right price and the right situation all that type of stuff so we're just going to go at it i'm just going to give you names maybe a couple quick takes on on different players and we'll just do this so let's start at quarterback i said we need a backup qb with a little juice a guy a young vet that might be able to do some things how about mike white very intriguing backup quarterback to me, a uh, you know, very smart player, cerebral, 27 years old, could probably come at a big, you know, cheap price. Intriguing. Taylor Heineke, you guys have all seen him. He's done some nice things in his starts. He's kind of the prototypical backup. I also highlighted Nick Mullins. Nate Sudfeld, who was here last year with the Detroit Lions, interests me a little bit. And then I'll also give you ones that... No, I highlighted my names. I think the other day Chops went through and, and threw some highlights on people he liked. He also decided to highlight players that me and him both like. And on this list, Gardner, me and Chihu, um, was a guy that me and him both had highlighted as a possible backup QB option for the Lions. Let's go to running back. My boy, Kareem Hunt. That would be a guy, if they moved on from Jamal, if you get him at a decent price, he's probably going to go very top of the running back market, but I do love how he runs the football. Swag, Jamal Williams is up there. Everybody assumes and thinks he's coming back. Daryl Henderson's a player I've always liked. He's only 25 years old. He's got a lot of juice. He's bounced around the league a little bit here after leaving the Rams and, uh, I think he kind of left the Rams, but he then he was back and he and he ended up starting with them. So I don't even know where he's really at. I think he's finally getting free of the Rams, but I like him kind of as a football player with juice at the running back position. You got Justin Jackson, who's a guy that did some nice things for the Lions, and they could keep him around. And those are the main names. Again, not too many because I'm not valuing the running back position in free agency. Or the draft, which we're not talking about today, but I know a lot of you guys are just wanting more running backs, more running backs, especially in those top three rounds, and that's not really where my head's at, regardless of how good the players. Um, let's let's look at Nelson, um, uh, the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, just scrolling through, um, 
gosh, I'm just looking at wide receivers. I For now, I've completely skipped the wide receiver position in free agency. I know they said we could add one. I mean, just looking through, you, you got guys like Alan Lazard out there. You've got through Zach Pascal is an always guy that I was intrigued by, kind of a lower type option. Nicole Hardman's got crazy speed, just had a surgery on his growing, but I like that player. Paris Campbell's interesting. Uh, James Washington's a guy who I like, used to like, didn't seem to really do anything in the league. Marcus Robinson, I've always liked his game. No, there's some options out there, but it's not one, again, that I'm putting a high stake on, so I really didn't have any highlighted names in that category as of this moment. Um, let's move to tight end. This was one that I had highlighted. Lots of nice little options here in, in free agency. Um, Robert Tunyon was a guy I had highlighted. Hayden Hurst is a guy that's a little bit older, but um, just kind of a solid catch, run, block type guy. Good head on his shoulders. Dan Arnold's always got a lot more love than I think he should, but he's kind of athletic and, and, and could come here as a pass catcher if that's what the Lions want. Adam Shaheen, big physical player, 6'5 plus, um, never really lived up to his draft potential. Drew Sample, same thing. Uh, Max Williams, kind of just been more of that ho-hum blocking type back. You guys heard me a couple weeks ago. Donald Parham. Frank Ribble's guy, 25 years old, catch the heck out of the football, big athlete. And me and Chops both agree that Brock Wright is a player the Lions should look to bring back. Yes, they do have to bring him back because he was an undrafted player and there's some, you know, contractual things that he's actually a free agent now, but should be a guy that they can bring back pretty easily if they'd like to do so. Um, again, skipped offensive tackle. Don't think we need to address that. I know you guys love interior guard positions. Not one that I focused on at this point, so I'm not going to spend any time going through those different names for you. Let's get over to interior defensive line. Position that a lot of you guys want to draft, which we're not talking about today. We're talking about free agency. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you, you know... Looking at this list, some guys I highlighted, again, early in the process, the Payne train, Deron Payne, 25 years old. He's If he's getting anywhere even close to 15, 20 million per, there's no way. I know there's a report recently that he's going to be franchised. Um, need to just accept he's really not going to be out there or not a target for the team. I just don't expect it. I did highlight Jerry Tillery, but... He had some off-the-field concerns, and he went to the Raiders. Anybody goes there usually washed out of the league, so he's not really on my you know, interest list anymore, I'd say. Um, Hassan Ridgeway is a guy that was with Philly, I think, and then went out to San Francisco. He, he had a little bit of interest for me. Any of you Michigan Wolverine fans know Mo Hurst, Maurice Hurst is out there. He had some medical concerns coming out in the draft, but... Still an interesting player. My boy Kevin Givens from San Francisco. I like his game a lot. Kind of a penetrating, young, upside-type player. Nixon, Davion Nixon, a young player, Carolina, good college prospect. Has done much in the league, but could be interesting. Greg Gaines, you know, is a guy that I put thinking that Brad Holmes might know him a little bit. 
he's had uh, some experience, some some plays out there on football field. Maybe that's something to look at. And then maybe they're happy with Benito Jones. You know, maybe they just bring a guy like that like that back. I'm not sure. Um, you know, edge players. Uh, you know, another interior player um, that I would throw in there is Dalvin Tomlinson. He's always been interesting to me. He is getting up in that 28, 29 years old. But Dalvin Tomlinson, I've always liked his game, the way he plays football. You guys heard me talk about when we're going to the edge position. Cleveland Furl, the top, what, five type selection that the Raiders made that hasn't really done much. Could be interesting. Uh, Ebu Kam, another San Francisco guy you could consider. Marcus Davenport's probably going to get top-end money, but I've always liked his physical. Well, he's I don't know if I call him physicality. He's a he's a beast physically, but I don't know he plays that way. He's often hurt, but heck of a talent. Let's put it that way. Racine Green from Houston. L.J. Collier is interesting to me. Solomon Thomas has seemed to maybe rejuvenate himself a little bit uh, out there with the Jets. Got Passignal, a guy that's just a first guy off the bus, looks great in the jersey type player that you could consider. Todd Ward's a guy I've always liked. Nathan Shepard. Raymond Jones. Nico Ture. Charles Amenehu. Those those are those are just some edge type players. Again, edge interior sometimes get you know crossed, but um, those are intriguing names to know. Linebacker, which I, I said is important to me, so I've got some names right off the top, some high names that if the Lions did say we value a young upside speed tackling machine linebacker. I'd be about it. You know, I'd be about them if they're going to be a captain of the defense, a guy you can rely on, a guy that's not going to be, you know, solid guy at that position. I think we do need that to some degree. Drew Greenlaw, you've heard me talk about him. Devin Bush from Michigan. Anthony Walker Jr. Um, let's see. Okorunquo, who I've always liked, plays down in Houston. Um, liked him in the draft. Me and Chops agree, but I've kind of taken this guy off my list based on price and based on where he's going to be. Tremaine Edmonds, he's not coming to Detroit at 24 years old. He's not really the type of player they look for, so he's off my radar. Of course, Chops wants him because of name value. Chris Board didn't really work out here in Detroit, um, so I don't think he'll be a guy that they target. My boy, though, Chops agrees now, Rashad Evans, 26, Atlanta, made like 150, 80, 180 tack, whatever it was last year, some absurd number. Josh Woods, you got to consider bringing him back for special teams. Alex Singleton's a tackling beast that I've always enjoyed his game. Get him cheaper at the bottom of your roster. Eric Wilson, Bobby Okarike. I think he pronounces it differently, but I always remember that from Pat McAfee when he introduced him at the draft. Joe Bocci, um, Zimenez, who's been with the Giants, Mac Wilson, Jesse Lucetta was a physical monster come out in the draft. I think he went undrafted, but I like his game a lot. Chris Barnes, David Long, those are guys. Considering 
trying to go through these quickly so we can get as many in as we can. If you guys like, or if you if I've hit you with some names you weren't thinking of, you can go research them, put them on your short list. Cornerback, to me, me and Chops agree. Well, no, we don't agree. I got to update my list on some of these players. So I think I highlighted Bradbury to start just because of um, I like his game, but he's not coming to Detroit, too high priced. Don't want him at 29 years old. So that's a Chops guy right there. Anthony Brown is a Chops guy that he wants. Troy Hill is a guy that I would have some interest in. Sidney Jones, I've always liked him. Well, so I have Mike Hughes, Rocky Sin. That's an old gimmick here on the show from way back. Joe jo- Juan Williams, Jawan Williams, however you want to pronounce it, been with New England, only 24, 25 years old still. Speaking of 24, 25, Greedy Williams from Cleveland. A um, little bit of interest there. Darius Phillips, uh, formerly, I believe, with the Rams, went, spent a year or two with Denver. He could be intriguing for a Brad Holmes type. Justin Lane, local cat from Sparty Nation. Big tall corner. Interests me a little bit there. And everybody knows that A.O. Oh, baby is gone. <laughs> Doesn't want to be here. We don't want him. Didn't work out. Too bad because you guys know I loved him in the draft. And he showed out there for a bit. But then he fell off a cliff. Chris Boyd out of Texas with the Vikings. Kind of a guy at the bottom of my list that I was intrigued by. Let's see here. Safeties. Adrian Amos from Cheddarville. He's upper in 30 years old, but could he come here on a short deal? Kwani Neal's kind of moved safety, linebacker, whatever you want to call him. Julian Love with the Giants has always been intriguing. I really don't think the Lions need to address safety. I really don't. I, I still don't know that if he's ever going to be good like we hoped. They barely played him at corner. Then they moved him to safety. He's hurt all the time. We've never seen him. But if you got iffy, Kirby and Tracy, you just got to keep adding people with Y's at the end of their name is pretty much what we're doing here. Um, But no, get guys that can play ball. I think we have a nice young nucleus and you can always find safeties or draft them, which we're not talking about today, um, if you'd like to do so. So those are names. Those are those are first blush names. I'm going to keep going through. I actually just spent some time uh, recently where I'm getting the DTO scouting office ready to go. So I printed off free agents by overall, by, by, um, by position sorts. And I'm starting to put up my labels, rank my guys, drill down. Again, one thing I told chops I'd like to do this year is have a lot less players that I'm considering for the lions. Just kind of take names off those lists, take magnets off. So I'm just like focused on a certain set of guys. So that's something I'm going to try to do. Once I get all the names up there, then you just start taking names off of guys that don't fit or you don't like their character or they just hurt too much or you just they're too old. You know, all those reasons why you wouldn't invest in a free agent. So those are some names. You know, again, I was going to throw some names at Logan, get some of his names, but unfortunately he couldn't make the show today. So we'll have him back on hopefully next month and uh, talk some draft, which we're not talking today. But we will be soon because it's right around the corner. Um, real quick, uh, Bo DeFrisco sent me something funny on the Kool-Aid hotline. He sent me a picture of a restaurant bar entitled, hold on, wait for it, wait for it. The name of this bar and restaurant was Cornbread. <laughs> 
So it was named Cornbread Restaurant and Bar. That's Cornbread Restaurant and Bar. I don't know what city this was in. I think Bo asked me if I had a stake in the place, if I had been there, if I'm a, uh, if, if I'm the owner. <laughs> None of which are true, but I thought that was funny. It's a great picture. I would love to go to Cornbread Restaurant and Bar sometime and, and get a, a double side, um, as we do here on the pod. And I mentioned it earlier, but if you guys don't follow me and you're listening to this and you find this show fun or entertaining or you're getting some good football knowledge out of it, whatever it may be, um, you guys can find me on Twitter. Again, that's at Derek Oakery, just like it looks on the podcast artwork. And uh, hit me a follow. And I'm usually doing Monday Mock Draft or Mock Draft Monday, whatever you want to call it. I did do my first seven-round Lions Mock Draft. Um, recently put that out. Um you know, probably do some trades one coming up It'll be lots of free agent content because that's what we're talking about today we're not talking about the draft which is like my favorite thing and which is all of my twitter but we're not talking about that today um so we're focusing on free agency but uh go go give me a follow there again you, lo- you love michigan football you love fantasy football you love the detroit lions um just sports talk back and forth i try to retweet as much as i can stuff that interests me or whatever and again it's basically sports. I keep my private stuff private. You're not going to see me posting about a ton of other craziness. I keep it pretty sports-based on the old Twitter machine. So go check me out there. Also go follow L. Lamarandeer. Go follow at Chops and the D, at Joey Sports Guy. Um, go hit those guys up, man. They come on the show a lot, and I appreciate those guys. Let's finish the show out with this. Um, how crucial is free agency? Um, you know, this year for the Detroit Lions heading into the draft, which we're not talking about today. Um, and, and for this particular Lions team, I mean, I think it's, I was about to say very important. I think that it's going to be integral, but I don't know. I would say very important because I don't want to put this abundance on it. Like free agency is the end all be all. I could be very happy if they go out get a couple nice players at positions of need, have a great draft, bring back some of their guys that they love and roll into 2023 with their young stars, a couple new additions, their vets and their guys they trust come back and let's roll. You know, so I you know, will Brad Holmes be be aggressive like I said earlier? Yeah, I, I think he's in that mode. I think he's that type of guy where he's he's raring to go. He's excited. He he has a little bit more to work with. He'll make a little bit more room, and he's going to set himself up so he can just take BPA, best player available in the draft, which we're not talking about today, but I can't help myself. Um, and Brad Holmes is going to set himself up to do just that in free agency. So, I mean, I think adding a couple impactful guys, that doesn't mean you have to spend ridiculous money. It doesn't have to give out these huge long contracts. Of course, we'd love to see like 25 26 27 year old guys brought in here or even younger that have a lot of upside you sign them for two three years if they play great you you continue to keep them on this team i mean that's ideal but i'm going to keep an open mind as well if they bring in an aging guy that they think can play that they get at a nice price point whatever it may be i'm not going to just be totally oblivious to all options heading into free agency um you know, a lot of us out there are trying to figure out, like, how important is it to keep the quote-unquote culture guys or the guys that have played here the last year or two 
that seem to have done well or that you know the coaches seem to have trust in. I, I do think that is important. I think guys have earned spots on this team. I think guys have shown up and shown out that they like it here in Detroit and they want to be here and they fit the locker room and they can make plays on Sunday. And I do think that's important to keep those guys around. Now, you can't keep them around regardless of price or regardless of um, – you know how free agency shakes out, but if it's if it's a coin flip and it's your guy and you believe in him, yeah, keep that over the unknown. You know is how I continue to approach this team. Um, and gosh, I just keep telling you guys this. I hope you're believing it. This is how I'm gonna end the show. That I've said it before, previous years. You know, it was maybe had a little bit too much of that Detroit Kool Aid, maybe that hot piping uh, loaf of cornbread was coming out of the oven and I was trying to sell myself on man this year's going to be the year for Lions or they got it right this time but I've said it before but I swear this year I mean it more than ever this is the biggest off season in the history of the Detroit Lions and that's going to start with free agency that's going to roll into the NFL draft that's going to be proven in OTAs that's going to show up big when all you guys show out to Allen Park at 222 Rodwood Drive down there and watch them at training camp they're going to play well and show, excite you in the preseason that come out the gates hot in the regular season we're taking this division. We're giving Detroit a home playoff game. We're going to win a playoff game this year. And then sky's the limit after that. So everybody, drink that in. Side of cornbread. You know what it is. Drink it in, man. Corn for cornbread. I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Care, everybody. I'm out. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This game. It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in! <laughs>